I remember when we first talked about doing a podcast, I was kind of like, well, where do we start? Then I reached out to a friend who had been doing it and he referred me to Anchor. So first thing I was like, it's free? And he was like, yeah, it's free. And then the second thing I realized that you don't have to have a recording studio. You can do the podcast from anywhere that you want. Uh, they have all kinds of creation tools and you can record, you can edit, and you can do it all from either your phone or your computer. But one of the best, best things for me was when it came to distribution. I was really worried about that, but Anchor actually distributes to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a bunch of other places, so it makes it super, super easy for you. Plus, you can make money. You don't have to have a minimum amount of listeners, and it's just kind of like having everything that you need for a podcast all in one place. All right, welcome everybody back to another episode of Half and Half Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. So, uh, we've been talking for like an hour already. Yeah, dude, it's so <laughs> weird how we just get here and we get into our groove and we say it every time. Yeah. This is the reason why we started this podcast because it's literally just us talking. This is what yeah. we talk about every day. Exactly. And then literally, what time is it? Nine. An Nine. hour has gone by. Yeah. And we've just been sitting here shooting the breeze. Adrian was like... Uh, let's just press record. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, huh? we should have been recording the whole time. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about um, uh, the place that I was looking at for the recording studio to move to. Yes, yes. Because you had mentioned it. You're moving the recording studio. You're going to be starting a production class. Mm -hmm. You've gone through two places already. One of them fell through. Not. Yeah. It wasn't your fault. Right. Uh, this one. You want to explain this one? So, let's see here. Yeah, I think is it two or three? Actually, it's been a couple of places, yeah. Um, so, this one, I was telling him I'm excited to go look at it. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to work out, but I'm excited to go look at it on Saturday <coughs> because it is actually for uh, at like a historic home, mm -hmm. which is in central El Paso. So, mm -hmm. if you're not from El Paso, that's a, it's a really cool place, at least. I think it's a really cool place. And what's more interesting, though, is it's literally right next to Concordia Cemetery, which is a very, very, very old historic cemetery. Mm -hmm. uh, it's known to be um, pretty haunted. Matter of fact, even uh, what's that serial killer? Um, Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez is known. That's where he would go in the middle of the night and I guess do like satanic rituals or I don't know what. <clears throat> also, um, uh, what's his name? John Wesley Harding or somebody? Who's that? A famous guy, a famous Western dude that's buried there. Oh yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's John Wesley. Yeah, Harding. there's. The, I mean, you're talking about like a burial ground from like, like hundred, like a, yeah. well, or like a couple hundred years at least. Yeah. I think. I don't, dead, I, I don't know the history of it. But. Dead smack in the middle of El Paso. You're driving down I-10. Mm -hmm. You can see it. It's just right there, broad yeah. daylight. Yeah. Scary as shit. And then it's the house is also right next to, which is right next to the cemetery, is Ellen J's Cafe, which is one of the most, it's a very famous restaurant. I have lived here my entire life, never been there. I know. I even know one of the owners. 
and I've never been there. <laughs> never. Everyone, everyone <clears throat> says, but I, I get confused because a lot of people say, "Yeah, we went to party at L and J's," and I'm like, "That was a restaurant." And then people, well, I guess it's both. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I went there one time, and it was so packed. I think the wait was like two hours, and I was like, oh, no, "I'm too hungry." So gross. So real quick though, um, before we get into it, I wanted to just kind of send a shout out to my dad. My dad is one of my our biggest fans. Uh, I think um, so. My dad has been sick, unfortunately. He's sitting in the hospital waiting for me right now. Yeah. Um, just a little bit of background, you know. A couple of years ago, my dad almost passed away. He uh, he lost his leg. He had a really uh, life changing event, and uh, um, he survived it. And so we were at that time in a in a mode of like, what the hell, like. Like, you know, what's going on? And doctors were telling us, like, yeah, he's not going to make it. And he made it. Mm -hmm. And here we are, two years later, he's back in uh, uh, a life-changing event, so mm -hmm. to speak. But my dad is very positive. He's very, he's, it's crazy. I think he's more positive than anybody else yeah. that I've ever known. And, you know, he was given, he was dealt a, a little bit of bad news, um, We'll know more actually later on today because he's getting procedure done. Yeah. Um, but um, but you know I I wanted to shout him out because I know that he his positivity is contagious and it's unreal and I think honestly it's a bit uh, a big part as to why he has um, been able to overcome so many obstacles in his life. Yeah. And um, you know he's again up against something pretty intense, but. Regardless of the outcome, uh, I know he's he's the type of person that he's going to hit it head on, and and yeah. um, and I just the fact that he's he's actually a really big fan of this podcast. He loves listening to it. <laughs> he's always like, "When are you going to do your next one?" And yeah. uh, probably the first person I send it to is him. And uh, so, um, you know, even if we can give him something to listen to while. Uh, you know, he's sitting there in the hospital. Um, yeah, and I, I told you yesterday, the prayers have already started. Yeah. So those of our listeners, if you guys are paying attention and you're with me on that page, just send some prayers his way. Mr. Ward, I know you're listening. I love you. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I even, you know, I posted on Facebook, you know, I, I know people always do the prayers and thoughts and all this stuff. And even for me, who's not religious, I, I tell people that to me, it's not necessarily the prayer or what's being said it's the energy that i think can be created when a group of people are focusing their energy or attention on something uh, yeah. that can be very powerful the minute you told me that's the first thing i did yeah i did it proper too yeah I my cross out I sat down <laughs> i did <laughs> and believe I, it that's I why i love yeah, I it's I love your dad with all my heart and soul, man. So it's yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, keep sending the prayers that way. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, and I think that kind of ties into you know this the whole ghost talk and Halloween talk and and all that. It's me and my dad talk about this stuff a lot. Yeah, my dad is a very spiritual person. He's a very uh, I, I I don't want to say religious because he doesn't really like. He identifies with a certain religion, but even he says, like, I don't go to church. It's about belief and um, just, um, you know, he says he's been saved and all that stuff and whatever. Whatever you want to believe, fine. Um, 
I'm not anybody to say you're wrong or I'm right or any of that, you know, so more power to you if you believe in that stuff. You tell people that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it depends. Some things are ridiculous. But, like, at the end of the day, like, my dad's very spiritual. Yeah. He believes in um, that we're just kind of here temporarily and we move on. And I think that's part of why he's so positive because he sees it as, like, uh, well, you know, we we have bigger fish to fry on, you know, and... um, he he really is confident in his own spirituality yeah. you know and yeah. i think that's really cool and i think that connects to a lot of what we talk about right? right we right. we talk about especially for for halloween for the month of october we're talking about our experiences that we've had with well let's say yours because <laughs> yeah. i've been very boring this month cuz i don't have i just <laughs> i just have the wards in their devilish ways yeah <laughs> and like but all that stuff connects to like obviously there's something more yeah, you know, beyond, oh, yeah, absolutely. Beyond Which is life. why I've always said I, I've never seen it, but right. I am a believer. Right. right. I don't say I've never seen a ghost, so I don't believe them. Right, right. Just, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I think some of the most religious or spiritual people, I mean, when you talk about, like, religion, it's like, what is it? The Holy Ghost? What is it? Uh, yeah. You know, whatever that triangle thing is. It's a cross. Or a cross. Thank whatever. you. <laughs> The sign of the cross. <laughs> well, it's a triangle too. I think like it's like right. They call it. I don't know. Whatever. I went to Catholic school for nine years, and I don't remember half Wait. of it. <laughs> it's a cross. But I guess yeah. There's only yeah three. yeah. Well, I think it has something to do with triangle too because yeah oh, yeah. When I got married, Daniela made me get this triangle, and I know she said it had something to do. I don't know, not with religion, but spiritual like. Oh, spirituality. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, so yeah, religious people, spiritual people they really are the ones that believe a lot in this because it's like, um, if you don't believe in the afterlife and ghosts and all that stuff, or I mean, even evil really, then yeah, you have to, otherwise your religion is null and void. Thank you. The crazy religious people that are like, the devil's not real. Evil's not real. And I'm like, have you read the Bible (laughs) at all? Yeah. Do you not know who Lucifer is? The most beautiful angel in heaven cast at hello. Right. There is, I mean, there's, there has to be, there has to be. Yeah. Evil does exist. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. Without evil, 99.9% of religions have no um, foundation to stand on. And that's why, look, I don't want to poke the bear here, but I'm not going to say science is wrong and I'm not going to say religion is wrong. Right. Right. But in my mind, when people say there is no God, blah, 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 blah. Right. Fine. Maybe there isn't. Maybe there is. Nobody knows. And right. that's what I always tell people. Can you prove that he's not? You right. can't prove that he's not like I can't prove that he is. Right. Right? Exactly. To this point. Right. But then why do people believe in, in, in souls? Why do people believe in, in... Take the Ten Commandments, for example. Everything you say is wrong is a part of the Ten Commandments. Right. Why? Right. But you don't believe. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We can get into an entire argument on this. And, well, I mean, and I think it goes back to, um, and you know me, I'm a huge science buff. Yeah. To me. Soon to be buff. <laughs> to me, I, 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 um, I, I mean, that's, that's all the stuff that I read on a regular basis is, is I, and I really firmly believe in, in the science behind things and, and, um. I think because you can kind of come to somewhat of an explanation 
when it comes to most, well, not most things, but a lot of things in life. Right. I, I However, agree. I don't think, I think it's built into the mechanism that keeps us living, keeps us going. Science can never prove or disprove when it comes to life after death, when it comes to ghosts and spirituality. Right. It's right. so one of those things that I think is never it's not meant to be proved or disproved um because like i was watching uh, an interview i actually sent it to my my wife yesterday um about neil degrassi tyson tyson degrassi i don't know his name you know yeah. who i'm talking about a yeah. physicist and he said something really interesting he asked uh, whoever he was interviewing he says do you want to live forever and the person right away said yes and he goes why he was like the reason why we're focused the reason why we want to get up every morning and work on something the reason why we want to turn to somebody that we love and say i love you and be hey i need you to understand that i love you um the not, reason- not in this relationship <laughs> that's, that's one way street yeah. <laughs> the reason why we're so determined to do the things that we do every single day is because we don't tomorrow's not <clears throat> for sure right if tomorrow was granted every time why would we even get out of bed? Almost verbatim what he says. Right. And um, so again, it goes back to spirituality and ghosts and hauntings and all this stuff. Because if we understood that, that would change everything. It would. It really would. In a, in a, in a, in a very bad way. Right. Um, and so I think that it was built into this, uh, whoever the creator or creators or whatever, um, it's built in because we're not meant to know. I agree. You know. I it's, and see, I'm I'm on both sides of the spectrum. I mean, science is is a, necess, a necessity. You have to have science. Science is beautiful, right? Like you said, answers most questions. Right. Right. So, again, I always tell people I'm well aware of my contradictions, but I don't. I to me, I believe obviously. Right. Right. But I understand how science can play its role and say, well. This, that, and the other. But that's to a certain extent, right? Because who truly knows? Like you just said, who truly knows? Right. You don't know what happened to so-and-so who just passed away yesterday. Right. How can you prove what happened? Exactly. You don't. Right. And I'm a firm believer in in souls and, and spirituality, right? Like I am who I am because this is who I was made to be, right? Same with you. Same with everybody. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. And so on that note, that's why even though the stuff that I've experienced has been kind <laughs> of crazy well that was called upon yeah exactly <laughs> in a way nobody should but mess that with it. but those experience help to reinforce that there is something more yeah. that we don't know about right. and it helps to reinforce at least with me and my personal again i'm not religious but i am spiritual in this uh to me there's no doubt in my mind that when you pass like life is just um it's just a blink of an eye there's so much more you know in the, yeah. whether it be an afterlife reincarnation whatever but i don't believe that this is the end i believe there's more and something that's helped to reinforce that is the shit that i've experienced you know it's yeah. kind of like um yeah that stuff wouldn't be happening or wouldn't exist if there wasn't more so that's a perfect segue into the main topic right yeah so next week we're gonna have a special guest, the 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 person who brought this upon everybody. 
the devil himself yes our our um our little big brother <laughs> will be here and he's going to explain everything but you yourself has ex- have experienced a lot mm-hmm. by yourself right. without eric even being there yeah right so like what i i remember uh, most of it but there's some of it's kind of hazy yeah um like the one that sticks out or tell me the first time what was the first time you were like dude what the fuck was that well you know what i don't remember the first time to be honest with you it just all started happening so quick um from doors opening closing things flying across the room um but most people can chalk that up to okay that's a ghost experience right right right. a lot of people see that right but what was the one time when you were like all right eric did some (laughs) did something and now you know okay um so this goes into something a little bit different when i was a teenager uh, i dabbled a little bit with certain substances yeah that uh you know i was a teenager uh i was left on my own at 14 and i got into some stuff that i shouldn't have um so i was under the influence of a little substance um but nothing that would cause this to happen i'll, I'll never forget it was I, and I don't even know if I've even told you this. Maybe I have. I don't know. I remember I was outside. Uh, at the time, I used to smoke cigarettes, right? So at the time, I was sitting outside on my friend's car in the driveway. Which house was this? The Beachcomber house. Okay. <clears throat> and um, I just remember looking over to Eric's window, his bedroom, and I remember... I guess people can't see me. So the only way to describe it is it was uh, as if somebody put their hands on the window sill. Oh, you did tell me this. Yeah. You weren't your little Chris? No, this was like, no, I was, I was completely by myself. Yeah. And they just peered out like through the window, like their whole torso, upper body just kind of peered, like leaned over outside the window and just turned and looked right at me. It was like a shadow. And you were under the influence at this time. Yeah, I was. I had smoked a little bit of weed, or whatever. So I was kind of like, I was looking at it, and I was like, "Am I looking at this? Like, is this real?" Obviously, weed doesn't make you hallucinate nothing, right. you know. And it wasn't like I was like smoked a lot, you know. Yeah. It was like, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't know what to think. I was like, did I just see that or or not? But again, this was at the very, very, very beginning. Yeah. So in the very beginning, it was kind of like. You, when when things like that first start happening, you first start trying to make excuses and you start trying to um, find ways to explain. Yeah, it. rationalize yourself with what it could have been. Right, might have been right. This might have been that. So that was strange. But then, you know, I connected that to all the other little happenings in the house. And the thing is that I remember when I started to experience the happenings in the house. It wasn't like I straight up told my roommates like did you see that or you know what happened to me like we weren't even really talking about it it wasn't until i think like after a little while we kind of got together and was like hey i've been experiencing some weird crap and they're like oh yeah me too and then we started like connecting the dots i'm like what the hell's going on here you know but uh i'm curious because i have a feeling the next thing i want to talk the next story i want to share is exactly what you're thinking what what was the one that comes to mind the one with little chris yeah you guys are standing outside the front of the house 
No, actually, no. We were so okay. So that's a good one. I like that story. Yeah, but he saw the figure too, right? Or it was above his head or something like that. Oh, I don't know about that one. Did he tell you that one? No, you told me. I've got all these. Did he? T- no, Chris never told me any story. No, I think about the. Let me tell you another yeah, good story. Okay, so I hate telling the story because of the end result of that moment. So. That was the house that I grew up in, well, half the time. I lived half the time there and half the time with my grandpa. And so um, at the time, though, that's where we were living, right? So growing up as kids, my dad used to get these. These were like fire alarms that are from like the 1970s. Yeah. So these fire, or actually, no, I'm sorry. They were not fire alarms. They were burglar alarms. That's the interesting part. They were these burglar alarms that had a chain hanging from them. And so the idea was, I guess, I'm assuming, in the case of an emergency, you pull this chain down, the Mm. alarm goes off. So you had to wind them up and everything. Mm. And so we, growing up, ever since I could remember, my dad would take these alarms and he would put them above the doors and he would take that chain and he would tie them around the doorknobs. So if somebody were to come in and open the door, it'll pull the chain. And it's like, that was the first real burglar alarm, you know? Yeah. So my dad no longer lived at the house at that time. He had been out of the house for at least a couple of years at this time, or maybe a year. Um, One of those alarms was hooked up to, in the garage, there was a side door. Yeah. So one of those alarms had always been hooked up to that doorknob. And nobody ever, we didn't go into that garage. If you remember, that garage was filthy. It probably still is. (laughs) It was literally just a big storage room. It had, I remember my dad's vinyls. It had like, just, it was just junk. I remember on topic, but off topic. I remember when the early stages of Ashling were literally just you and I. And you were like, all right, we're going to set up a little jam area in the garage and i was like uh no we're not because there's rats and shit everywhere <laughs> but we did it for a little while we did it for like maybe a month you mm-hmm. had an amp mm-hmm. i think we had like half of a drum set somehow. right yeah yeah remember yeah I and remember there was that. rat shit everywhere yeah. and yeah. piles and piles of shit like, yeah so that that house was abandoned for like a couple of years at least and then mice uh moved in to the attic and yeah, yeah so when we moved in there it was like we had to get all that stuff well nobody wanted to even clean the garage uh but we did like get rid of the mice and all that but like the garage was just it it was abandoned and everything was put into the garage and so the garage was just filled with just junk i I remember when we moved you out of that house i was like what are we gonna do about the garage and you were like i don't even want to think about it (laughs) (laughs) so whoever bought that house yeah inherited a ton of crap yeah oh yeah (laughs) so um So, yeah, so without, I mean, based on that, nobody would ever, we wouldn't even go into that garage. Yeah. Nobody went in, there was no reason to go in there. Um, It's just, imagine a big storage room where you're just, just dusty and God knows what. So, bugs and whatever. So, we're sitting there, uh, this was pretty early on, we were sitting there, our friend Chris was with there with me and our other friend Ben, and me and Ben live there, so we're telling Chris all of the stories of... Otra vez, Adrian. It's the bug guy. (laughs) We're telling uh, 
Chris, all the little things that are starting to happen in the house. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's sitting there like, what? And I'll, I'll never forget the line I said to him, or actually maybe it was, I think it was probably both of us. We said, but don't worry, it can't hurt you. As soon as we said that, as soon as that line was dropped, that alarm went off. That alarm. I don't remember this one. Really? really? Yeah. Holy so that alarm went off. So immediately our first thought was somebody broke in because that was the whole intention. We knew that that alarm was chained up to that door. The only way that alarm could have gone off is somebody would have opened that door, right? So our first reaction was, holy shit, somebody's breaking into the house. Like, okay, there were three dudes. Like, we can fight them, Right. So I think like Ben went and got a broom. <laughs> like we were there. So I remember we're like, we're looking at the, we walk to the garage door or we run to the garage door and we're looking at it and we're like, okay, are they going to come in? Should we go in there? Like, what are we going to do? The doorknob starts, it jiggles, it jiggles. And the whole door like starts to like, like, like somebody's about to open the freaking door. Right. And we're like waiting in this moment of like suspense of like we're gonna fight somebody right now as soon as you open that door motherfucker you're getting a broom to the head exactly (laughs) and we open it and it's smoke okay i remember that yeah yeah it's smoke we look into the garage the garage is on fire the roof right in particular no the whole garage that's what's so crazy about it it was like the garage was on fire like there was just a big ball of fire in the middle of the garage and nothing could have nothing could have um, ignited that flame. If it's dead in the middle of the garage, exactly in the middle of the garage. So there was not a gas line there. I mean, there's nothing. nothing. So this was a fairly big garage too. Yeah, it was garage. a huge garage, you know and I mean? it was in the middle of the garage. And so our first reaction was, let's start filling up water and putting it out. So we started getting cups of water. We started pouring it on the fire all over the garage. We started throwing it. Um, I don't know how, but we managed to put the fire out. We opened up the garage doors uh, to let it air out. We were outside, walk, you know, just like looking like, what the hell just happened? Um, we go in to inspect. Nothing. No smoke marks. Uh, there was a little plastic container. Little tiny plastic. had a little bit of like melting on it. But that was it, dude. Like nothing was on fire. Like nothing, it was a f- all that crap in there. Right, nothing caught nothing fire. Nothing caught fire. You know what that was? Huh. It was a portal to hell opening up. <laughs> exactly, that's what was going on. And and then it was the realization that how did that quote unquote burglar alarm go off? Go off? Mm-hmm. Um, now the only way for that to go off was just that chain to be yeah, pulled. Yeah, right? the chain to be pulled, um, which it was. Uh, the chain was just hanging on the doorknob and the fire alarm was, or the burglar alarm was there. Um, it yeah, went off. I'm trying to remember, but if I remember correctly, that back, that side door opened up to the side of the house in the backyard, right? Or right. was it directly to the side of the house? No, no, no. To the backyard. To the back. Oh, wait. Yeah, to the backyard. Okay. To the backyard. So let's say somebody had tried to break. Look, had- I'm going to play <laughs> the both sides of the card here. People are going to say, well, you waited around forever. You had a solid five minutes waiting for this dude to come in. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows 
a lot of things could have transpired. Somebody could have jumped over, got into the garage, let's just say lit the fucker on fire. Right. And ran out. Because you gave them plenty of time because you guys were just <laughs> standing around. Yeah. Well. But there was a fence. There was the yeah, rock wall. A big fence. fence. So there, there's an obstacle course of sorts oh, yeah. that this dude had to try That's to go That's a high through. fence yeah. too. Yeah. And then not only that, the reason why we waited is because the garage was so dirty. We knew like whoever it was was having to traverse yeah. <laughs> all the junk in the garage right it, never in our mind at that moment did we think there was a fire right there's no there was no indication to that because no smoke was coming out of the bottom of the door no nothing no and then and then the handle moving like maybe this guy was like oh shit i almost lit myself on fire and he's trying <laughs> yeah. to get it <laughs> But the door, that's the other thing, though. The door wasn't open. And then the, here's the thing. It's oh, a wooden door. door. Yeah. And on the other end of that wooden door was a, a metal door. Gated door. Yeah. And that was completely locked up. There's no way. Because it had a bolt lock on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to have a, a one of those things to open safes to get into that. that. There's no way anybody got in there. And then for a fire that big to burn for that long and to not leave any evidence that it even existed in the middle of nowhere and it happened right at the moment we said don't worry we can't hurt you that's why i always hated when you guys would tell me shit like that do you remember there was a time when that house was abandoned before you and your family at the time moved in again and we would go hang out there and just bullshit yeah we had nowhere else to go right and you guys would always try to scare me right you know what i mean yeah 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 we were terrified because once we started piecing everything together and how it unfolded i remember ben like had burns all over his hands um self-inflicted or <laughs> the bottoms of our shoes were all melted um from, from just, that yeah from that time yeah from going in and out of the garage i guess somehow like yeah our shoes were melted yeah it was crazy like it so was a floor fire was yeah yeah that's a portal to hell if you ask <laughs> me dude dead sm- yeah and let me ask you a question so all these things are starting to transpire right, right. you guys are picking up on things you're putting the pieces together did you guys start telling Eric at this point, like, hey, this is going on? Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? And yeah, we, we actually had a meeting. Like, we actually <laughs> took him outside and we were like, look, dude, what did you do? <laughs> Whatever you did, you need to apologize. Yeah, we actually sat him down and we're like, what did you? And that's that's actually when he really started to kind of like explain in more depth kind of what he was doing and stuff. And uh, what he was doing or what he had done? Or had, he had, had done, had he done. Had given up at this point, right? Yeah. So from what I understand... And I've asked you this before, but black magic, witchcraft, Satanism, whatever y'all want to call it, it's kind of like being in a gang, right? Yeah. So it's like, Eric was like, oh, I'm going to start fucking with the devil. And he's yeah. like, nah, never mind. The devil's like, eh, yeah. not so fast, exactly. buddy. You exactly. don't walk in and walk out. Right. 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 Exactly. And uh, it's gonna, it'll get good when we get Eric here and we talk about kind of what transpired at the very end. The weird thing um, is, is you see Eric and he's so small and cute and he's got this luscious hair now and you don't... <laughs> You don't see that stuff on him. <laughs> I mean, other than, you know, we're all tattooed, right? But Eric's more tattooed than we are. Yeah. And it's like, he just looks so cute and cuddly. You don't see devil worshiper when you meet Eric. Right, right. You know, when exactly. he starts talking about it, and you're like, oh, you're so small and creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, for me, that was an eye-opener uh, in terms of, because I took that as an automatic, like, oh, yeah, I can't hurt you. Yes, I can. Yeah you know yeah that's 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 what i took away from that experience okay so that was scenario one one of the biggest ones right right so for people who don't know there's there's actually two houses involved in this story Uh right so Uh we've got the beachcomber house which is east side el paso 
And then there's the one on Monterey, Monterey yeah, Street, which is Lower Valley. And I grew up in both of these. Right. Yeah. That was your grandpa's house you're right. talking about. Yeah. But these things started happening at both houses. Yeah. Right? Well, so we all lived there together. Beachcomber. Uh, Beachcomber house. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom decided to... S- no, no, not, not yet. Not, not sell it yet. Um, Eric decided to move. And I think when he he moved to the Monterey house... <clears throat> that's when my grandpa got sick um uh, my grandpa and my mom moved into another house um that's the montwood house yeah yeah so then uh eric the house was open and eric asked my grandpa if he could live there and he was like yeah and so he moved in there um and it was pretty much everything it almost seemed like it just followed him there right and uh, yeah i mean to me i almost felt like it picked up pace even more there but the difference was I didn't live there with him. So it it was just like when I was actually there, like stuff would happen. And it was just like, dude, I'm so glad I don't live here. But then that what? gets into what I want Eric to talk about. Right. But I mean, the source is there at that house, right? Mm-hmm. So they're they're following, air quotes, Eric. Right. Right? right, right. So, of course, you would figure most of the activity would be wherever he's at. You guys just had the remnants of like maybe a few little demons that popped out with the other guy and just kind well, of decided. Yes and no, because when we get to talking about what ended up happening at the end, I realized why it's not just doesn't just follow him. Well, yeah, I know that now. Yeah, I know that now. But I'm just yeah. I'm going I'm following yeah. the storyline right, because right, right, I right. know further along, more things happen to different people in this family. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah, that's something. And outside it, so. of the family too. Yeah. <clears throat> Like, there's a lot of crazy stories. Um, people that had no idea about these stories all of a sudden coming to us and like, dude, you know what I saw? And you know what I heard? And we're like, oh, yeah. And then we tell them the stories and they're just like, oh, my God, they're terrified. Yeah. Fucking spoiler alert before I walked into your house, please. I mean, <laughs> you couldn't have told me that before I walked in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you started telling me those stories at the house. Yeah, probably. And I was like, what in the ass? Why would you bring me in here? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, another another story actually involves my dad um, that always comes to my mind is so as things started to happen more frequently what I used to hate personally before I get into that story what I personally hated and this is something that I don't think I've ever really spoken about but I'm gonna say it now um, when I was alone when I would be alone Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're you're lying down watching TV, whatever. You're alone. You're sitting there. I used to have this uh, phenomenon happen to me where it was like you couldn't see it. It's really hard to describe. I can't even like put put it into words. But just imagine you're lying there, and you know that something walks in. Mm-hmm. but you don't see anything right but you know right where it is right that used to happen so frequently and that i think out of everything was what would terrify me the most so um, when you weren't alone be, well no not only that it was just the fact that it you're lying there you're watching tv you're minding your own business and all of a sudden this the only way to describe it it's like an energy source comes into the room mm-hmm. and you know that it's there and then it becomes suffocating yeah um the only way to describe the feeling is imagine you're lying in your room watching tv by yourself and all of a sudden you have a hundred people packed side by side in that room 
and they're all there and it's hot and sweaty and but they're not touching you like they're everywhere around you but they're not touching you it's like you're at a, a metal concert yeah and you're the person in the middle but for right. whatever reason no one's touching you and you instant and you just have that feeling of like you can't get out you're stuck yeah. in between all these people yeah that used to happen to me very frequently and it's weird because even though there was nobody there it was like you all of a sudden i would become like almost like paralyzed like i couldn't even get out like i yeah. and i knew it was there and how long would that last the feeling Oh, for a long time, like 30 really? minutes, 20 minutes, like to where you're like, does anybody want to watch something different? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, we're to the point where then it's like, that's when you're like, okay, I'm just going to turn on TV. I'm going to go to sleep. Go to sleep. Like, yeah. Be, like, or dude. I'm going to like, I, I need to escape this and there's no way to escape it physically. So Pitch black would yeah. be the last thing I would want to be. I, in. Well, I mean, actually, I wouldn't turn off the TV. That's what actually I told my wife that the other day. I said, actually, all that stuff I experienced is why I love sleeping with the TV on because I got so used to it. Yeah. You know, I, I used to sleep yeah. with the lights full on. So like she thinks it's weird because I tell her like I could sleep with the lamps on the TV on everything. And that's because I got used to it during that time. Um. Yeah, it's just really weird. And then I would go to sleep, and that's when those dreams would happen. I would go to sleep, and it was like all of a sudden I was dreaming almost the same thing that I was experiencing while I was wide awake. And then it would just be gone. And, and that's, I think, what's the weirdest part about it. It wasn't, um, it would just happen from one moment to the next. It could be in the 10 o'clock in the morning, it could be midnight. It didn't matter. It was just random. And when it happened, it was like suffocating, and it was just a, a horrible feeling and experience. Now, let me ask you a question. We always correlate all these experiences to two homes, right? Mm -hmm. And we always say Eric's the prime reason, they're following Eric, what have you. But you you experience stuff outside of Eric, mm -hmm. right? Again, mm -hmm. we're talking about the, Mo the Montwood house, the El Paseo house is what we used to call it. Right, right. Used to have things happen. Oh, yeah. Even even your your other house, but the one prior to this one, that's by me. I asked you the other day. I said, you experience anything over there? Because I, I didn't think you did. And you uh -huh. said you did. Yeah, little things here and there. Yeah, granted, they're not on the scale of right, these right. other homes. But to me, it's kind of just like quick little reminders of like... Do you think... But do you think something attached itself to you too? Yeah, and it told me it did. Remember? I remember that. But see, I didn't know if you wanted me to bring that up because we got to wait for Yeah, I want to wait. I want to wait for Eric on that one. But yeah, it Dude, told me. On that one, I want like spooky music in the background while <laughs> Eric's talking. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. could do that. Um, yeah... Yeah, um, Eric, I can't wait to get Eric better that. not giggle the whole fucking time. Be serious, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> no, I think he's excited to talk about it. Because I think it's actually been a while since he's talked about it. Yeah, I wouldn't talk about it either. I mean, you don't want to bring shit to light. One of the interesting things that happened to me at the Monterey house... Um... Now, just real quick. Mm -hmm. I, just want to, I just want people to close their eyes and just imagine those creepy homes that you see on TV. A giant ass pine tree in the front you cannot see any window hardly any window from the street yeah yeah you walk into this house and it's like a maze you'd have to walk in through the the kitchen mm -hmm. which is very narrow right yeah that was the side door there side was a front door. door but nobody ever used the front right, door right yeah. right i mean you look at all these other other homes you know you could they're painted well and this and i'm not saying this house wasn't kept up well but it's right. just I don't know if it's because of the stigma and all the stories that come along with this no, house. No, it was just a creepy-ass house. You see creepy. Yeah. 
I'm telling you, you cannot see a window from the street. Right. Even inside. Right. I don't know if that was by choice, but it was dark in that house. Yeah. All, well, my... all I ever saw was a little kitchen light with Bob Mama in the kitchen. Uh-huh. Little computer light when we walked into the living room because your dad was on the computer. Mm-hmm. It was right next to his room. Right. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a scary house. And that spooky-ass stairwell. Ever since the first story I heard about that fucking house, that mm-hmm. stairwell, mm-hmm. I didn't want to go pee. I didn't want to look up it. <laughs> when we'd be sitting on the computer doing bad stuff, I'd be like this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to catch a glimpse up that way. Yeah. So, my like, again, my grandpa built that house literally with his bare hands. Yeah. Um, and he made it pretty freaking weird. It was. It had a weird layout, man. Yeah, yeah. A weird layout. And uh, I remember one time we were getting ready for a show, and I decided I wanted to dye my hair. And you, you for whatever reason, wanted me to get ready there. And I was like, all right. And I had to shower. And I was so scared because I was at the <laughs> bottom shower, big old bathroom, but it had the, the laundry room was in it, right? And I knew you were upstairs. I could, If I were to scream, it was going to take you fucking forever to get to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I remember that because I remember one time you were showering in that bathroom and we we walked in. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and you put your ass cheeks on the on the glass. Yeah. I said, you wanted to get it. You got it. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, man. But yeah, no, that house. I mean, even as a kid growing up there, that house was creeping. Um, I mean, that had a, had a long history. It was, I don't remember when it was built it was probably built in the 40s i want to say uh my grandma she passed away there Uh, i never really knew her she passed away when i was about two years old um there was always weird energies there even as a kid even as a kid we were always like we would get spooked quite a bit well the lower valley's haunted oh yeah absolutely absolutely let's bring that up yeah absolutely um just like you're talking about your studio space let's keep it funky central el paso Every house is haunted. Yeah. There's not one house untouched. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was it was creepy. Um, and then I think when... It, what I think is that when Eric moved in there and he took uh, these things with him, I think it just kind of like literally like dousing fuel on a fire. <laughs> yeah. Because things got crazy over there. Does um, he still experience stuff? I haven't asked him in his new house. Cause he's, he li- told me, he's told me a couple of things. He lives in Central El Paso. Yeah. Yeah. He has a really cool, oh, yeah. creepy-ass house. Is house. Awesome. It, um, yeah. But yeah, he's told me a couple of, of little things but that to, have happened. But to that scale? No, not at all. Okay. At least not that he's told so me. So it's, it's, it's died down a little bit, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll I mean, hold. this house is a different story. We spoke about it before. Right. We know why this house has what it has. Yeah. Oh, which reminds me. I wrote down something. Oh, you know what I forgot to mention the last time uh, we dude, talked is it about make this? Me no, leave? you already know about it. You know, we were talking about all the little things that were happening. And then, At this house. Yeah. yeah. And Daniela reminded me of one very, very important thing that was one of the first things that actually happened at this house. Uh, remember what happened with my car? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, so I have a Tesla, which if you walk by that car in front of it, behind it, whatever, it automatically does what's called a sentry event and it records. Mm-hmm. And so if I get in the car, it'll tell me you have four events. You know, I could be parked you know, downtown or wherever. Like yesterday I was at the hospital. I was at the hospital with my dad almost all day and I had like three events and it's just people that park next to me and they, you know, it senses them and it starts recording. Well, from what I understand from the neighbors, the guy that lived here, he spent a whole lot of time in that garage mm-hmm. that he would even brew his own beer in there. Right. Um, and so at the beginning I would park my car in the garage 
it was crazy. I would wake up in the morning and go into my car and it would have 900 events. Yeah. <laughs> A completely dark, pitch black garage with no movement whatsoever. And my car would have over 900 events. That's unheard of. I could I could go park at the... I was at the bar the other day with Eric. Uh, and there was a bunch of people in and around the car or whatever. Um, I think we had like maybe eight events from people just like walking by the car. Yeah. Never, never. 900 and some to events. To the hundreds in a closed garage. Yeah. Middle of the night. You're, you you have dogs, but they do not go into your no, garage. No. I mean, there's no reason. Right. At all. And I watch that, the footage, and there's nothing there. That science can't even explain. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's the only time that has ever happened. Never, ever again. I can put it in the driveway, and it's there's nothing. You know what it was? Huh. It's that Patrick, God rest his soul, passed away before a time of electric cars and he was like what the fuck is this man he wasn't just walking around your car trying <laughs> yeah. to figure out what's going on or he's like you're in my way right <laughs> i gotta go around this fucking thing actually and that also reminds me of uh one time i was there i was i was working with a hand trainer <clears throat> mm-hmm. and it was weird because and that's another story that i didn't mention i remember i was working with the hand planer i was planing the wood anybody that doesn't know that's like a pretty like you put your fingers in that hand planer you're losing your fingers for sure uh it was really weird because i was sitting there in my mind i had never plugged in the hand planer i had just taken it out that's right and i was putting my hand on the bottom of the hand planer and Sometimes, you know, you press the little thing and you turn it on and without even thinking about it, you know, and all of a sudden in the, like the side of my glasses, I saw like a dark figure come up, like a shadow just appear in my glasses. And as soon as I saw that, it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as I saw that, I was overcome with, I just, all of a sudden I was like, I overcome with this feeling of it's plugged in. After I had been putting my hands on the bottom and I was going to probably turn it on because in my mind, I thought it was plugged in. I thought it, I didn't think it was plugged in. And I look right away at the cord and I'm like, oh my God, it's plugged in. And I was about to turn it on. I would have cut my own damn fingers off. I can't explain it. You know what it was? Patrick, he himself now has noticed those beautiful <laughs> phalanges and was like, nope, I got to save this dude right now. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick saved your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Most people would say that I had a creepy experience, but no, he was like, Paul Allen Ward, do not do that. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? It's plugged in. Right? <laughs> Some motherfucker right here. Right? <laughs> yeah. So that was weird. Um, but yeah, the, the, the car thing was really. That, yeah. I remember weird. when you told me that that was, and you know what? So I, I keep saying it, right? But like, I look at the outside of your house. And it's a gorgeous house, right? I love the great brick, the, the every peak on the windows. And and you look at the Beachcomber house and the Monterey house. And even the El Paseo house kind of gave me like a... But like, I don't feel uneasy in this house at all. Even though I joke around a whole lot about yeah. being scared right, and right. leaving me here. And, right. I mean, let's be honest. I will not be here alone <laughs> at yeah. night. Right. I will pay for your dog sitter before I have to sit your dogs. Yeah. But I don't, I don't feel anything. And maybe it's what it, maybe it's what you guys are saying last time. Just Patrick just isn't one of those dudes, right? Like he was a, a good guy, right? Whatever happened, and he's a border patrolman, right? Mm-hmm. 
noble dude. I mm-hmm. would say that's a noble job. Right. Maybe that's why. I, I don't feel anything in this house. Like, yeah. I love this house. And I told you, the minute I lays, I, I laid eyes on it, it's a beautiful neighborhood. Right. It's the style of house that I love. 90s style house. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Even at, if you were to tell me something like that, even when you guys told me and would mess with me as we were kids about the other homes, I was like, oh, man, I'm not, I do not want to go in there. <laughs> I don't. Right. But now I did. This house is peaceful to me. Yeah. Like when you leave me up here and you go get your coffee and your water and I'm just sitting up here, it's so quiet, mm -hmm. right? Like it's got like this peace to it. Yeah. Just sitting in this cute chair right here. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you. I agree. Uh, Those other houses were very like tense. Like it was just a tense feeling. My God. Like I used to feel like I had to go outside frequently to get fresh air. It just felt like this tense presence in there dude the day i really tested myself is the day you asked me to babysit mm-hmm. damien mm-hmm. you were like dude i need a babysitter it's gonna be for two hours and i was like yeah bring him over and you're like no <laughs> he needs to be nice crib and have yeah, all yeah. this stuff and i was like i'm a man i can do it i can do it and i mustered up but as soon as you left boom every fucking light in the house i turned everything on yeah. i turned the tv up real loud i opened up because the, the front door was the door, but then it had that screen door. Right. I opened the door up all the way in case I scram like a girl. Somebody can hear me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was the longest two hours of my life. Because <laughs> he would go pitter-patter off somewhere, and I'd hear him, like, mumbling and talking. I'm like, please, dear God, do not let him be talking to somebody. <laughs> and I'd have to go find him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, dude. The longest two hours of my life. Yeah. 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 No, this one, I, I, I feel comfortable here. Yeah. It's almost like a a weird kind of comfortable that i'm not used to it is especially this room i don't know it's because obviously this would be the favorite my favorite room in your house right right? it's it's the studio space i don't know yeah like it's very it's a peaceful quiet right a lot of people don't know about me is i'm very introverted Mm -hmm. well i'm not i am and i'm not right you get a few beers in me and i love everybody (laughs) but like it's creepy how comfortable i am being alone Right. Like, I could be alone for days. Mm-hmm. I can go days without talking, right? Right. You know this. Yeah. I'm not a talker unless I'm drinking <laughs> or unless I'm with you. But so in here, like, this is the vibe I long for. Where I work, work at a power plant, it's very noisy, loud machinery, whistling, a lot. it's loud. Right. I get what I get what I call sensory overload, right? So there's days where I'm at work for six days, and then like my final day off, I have people talking, and the TV's going on, and my senses are just like making me crazy, and mm-hmm. I have to tell people shut up. I just stop talking. Right. Stop talking. This is like where I would want to be. Yeah. On that day. Here's here's an interesting conundrum, though. Think about it. Maybe the dark stuff is avoiding this house because of Patrick. Patrick. He's got guns on him and shit. (laughs) (laughs) So we get rid of him. He used to make beer. We help him pass through, and all of a sudden, boom, it's on. Yeah, we're going to stop your seance right now, then. I'm going to pull the plug on that. (laughs) It's so weird, I mean, to think about. Dude, that's actually a really valid point. Mm -hmm. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Now, I'm going to play that card again. We don't know if Patrick was a religious man or not. What if he was? Right. What if yeah. he truly was? Right. Maybe this this place was blessed by a padre. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. You never know. Yeah. So 
I don't know. That's that's an interesting conundrum that I, I didn't even think about till now. In, in, in all honesty, <clears throat> keep it funky. If you do have the paranormal thing happen here, mm-hmm. how do we podcast that experience? Do I just walk around the microphone? Do I record it with my phone and then we kind of play it back? Yeah, we could easily do that. We can do something no, like yeah, that, easy, right? Easy, easy, easy. I can record it from my phone. Well, the good thing is the whole thing also be filmed too, so... Oh, we can just take the audio from it. Yeah. Okay. So, and I think I, that would be more of a YouTube video than a podcast even. Yeah. Yeah, which, yeah. Which would be cool. Yeah. Because you're going to see me screaming and I'm going <laughs> to have like garlic, rolls of garlic on my around my neck and <laughs> crosses and all sorts of shit with me. Yeah. No, that'll be, that'll be interesting. But all joking aside, now that you said that, it makes a lot of sense, man. Yeah. And I feel a little more comfortable here. Yeah. A little more. Yeah. It's really weird. It's like uh, in the movies you watch when they say they put, I don't know what they put at the doorway. They put like salt or I don't know what the hell it oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To prevent something from coming in. But, you but, know, to be to be fair, I didn't feel wor- worried at your old house either. Right. I don't know if you could see me on camera, but when I would dog sit, your dogs don't listen to me. So I would just sit on the table yeah. and just wait for them to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, that one was. I didn't, I felt fine. Yeah, there too. yeah, we never really had anything. Um,. But going back to the Monterey house, yeah, I remember there was this one time that um, I, I I think about just some of them, the experiences that uh, stand out because mm-hmm. there were so many. Um, it was one time that we were, everybody was drinking except for me. I remember during that time I didn't like to drink much. Yeah, you used to get mad at me. <laughs> I just didn't like the taste of beer, or whatever. But I remember, I don't know if you were there, though, but I remember everybody was drinking. We were practicing, and then everybody left. No, this was Jabberwocky days. I wasn't there. Oh, that's true, huh? That's right. Oh, sorry. That's outside. I was like, what is that sound? The blender turned out by itself. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Uh, But I remember we were practicing. We were finished practicing, and everybody decided that they wanted to go out to, to Chico's Tacos, I think. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stay here. Um, again, I didn't live in the house at that time. I would just go because that's where we practiced. Yeah. Um, and I remember lying down on the couch. I was probably going to stay the night there. Um, actually, I used to stay the night there all the time, uh, even though I didn't live there. And I remember it was, this was, this is to me one of the weirdest time, one of the weirdest experiences I experienced because um, it was just, I can't explain it. Um, I lied down, I closed my eyes, all of a sudden, um, you know, that upstairs, you could hear any footprint, you can hear anything. I mean, you could literally, if I was downstairs and somebody dropped a pin needle, you could hear it fall. Yeah. Um, All of a sudden, I just instantly heard like there was a party going on up there. Oh, you don't remember remember this? Yeah. And one of the, it was like you heard the clanking of like um, drinks, people talking. It was like the sound you would hear going into a bar. Uh, the only thing is though, and this is where it's weird, and this is the part that I don't understand. It was like an old timey piano playing. You know what it is? You're like the guy, what Jack from The Shining. Remember when he had like those weird visions of him in that bar? No, I don't remember. I've seen the movie, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. Son of a bitch. Okay, keep going. But yeah, it was like an old-timey piano sound and people talking. 
and it was for about like I opened my eyes and I was like, what, what is that? So even when you opened your eyes, yeah, still going on. So someone could have said you slipped into mild sleep and no, no, no. I was dude. I hadn't even I hadn't even fallen asleep. I literally just lied down and closed my eyes and it started. Um, footprints. I mean, footsteps. People walking, um, talking. Like I said, um, this piano. And I sat there, and I'm listening, and I'm like, that has, that's upstairs. Like, it's, I can hear it upstairs. Um, what the hell? And then it was weird. It was almost as if, the only way I can describe it is if you took a full-on, like, a dresser, and you tipped it over, and it hit the floor, how loud that bang would be. Just this loud bang, like something fell, just boom, and everything stopped. And you decided, for whatever reason, to just stay there and yeah. go back to sleep. Dude, I was I was confused and terrified at the same time. Like, you Did were it, scared frozen? You didn't know Yeah, what like scared frozen. Like, what do I do? Oh, man, I wish people could see what this house looked like. Because it's just like, when you, want, when you know what this house looks like, these stories are worse. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Well, what was even crazier is that, so right after that, when everybody finally got there... I didn't even wait to tell anybody. I ran upstairs because I felt comfortable that people were there. I ran upstairs. At that time, there was nothing in those rooms. Nothing. Those rooms were completely empty. Completely. Not nothing. Not even a... I mean, it was just carpet. That's it. And well, wood floors. And I went up there thinking I was going to find something on the floor because of what, you know, sounded like something fell. Yeah. Um, Bear in mind, this was like literally like one in the morning. It was probably a weeknight, um, so it's not like I I don't know. It, it was it was weird. It was one of the most interesting experiences I ever had. Especially the piano and yeah, that that clank, the clanking of the glasses. Yeah, and... it was the weirdest thing. It was so freaking weird, and I, that's the one that I just cannot explain. Had Eric experienced anything like no, that? No, no, not at all. Obviously, when we get into it later on, that upstairs turns oh, out to be dude, <laughs> pretty no, crazy. That's the one that I'm like, I hate hearing that story. <laughs> well, there's several, but yeah. But there's one in particular that scares the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm trying to talk about. Yeah. Like the one. Yeah. And and again, it's just, I wish we could put... I, there's no way to describe it, right? Right. Like it was The carpet was like a maroon, right? Like a dark carpet mm-hmm. or like a brown, was mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. The stairwell had a um, this the banister itself was made out of metal. Mm-hmm. Very narrow stairway. Everything uh, in that house creaked because everything was wood. Yeah. Um, the stairs, even if you walked up the stairs, it was really loud. Dude, the times that I spent the night with you at that house, again, some of the bravest moments of my life. <laughs> but I made you. I slept with you. I remember you had the nerve to tell me, "Yeah, you're just gonna sleep in this room." I said, "Uh, blow it out your ass, my friend. You scoot over." So we slept together. You fell asleep, and I was still wide awake. Like, oh my god, please, Lord, I'm begging you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't know what it was. Um, there was a lot of experience. Like I said, um, some of the most uh later last moments of all of this that we're gonna like kind of where it didn't end but it kind of ended in terms of i think well we'll kind of get into how it kind of yeah i mean it still happens from time to time but that's where it kind of 
I, I guess I chose to separate myself from as try to separate myself from it, even though I haven't really been able to, um, because I think one of the interesting things is that we got more and more intrigued. And as we got more and more intrigued, we invited it more and more. Oh, absolutely. And once I kind of like had that moment where it was like, okay, um, I no longer want to pay attention to this. I am going to start to pray. <laughs> Thank you. And that, geez, and that, it stopped? No. After you started praying? Shocker. Well, it's really interesting, too, how, uh, you know, I'm not religious again, but how later on in my life it kind of caught up with me. And I don't know. I don't want to get into that, but. Wow. Um, so I don't know. We'll be here another hour? <laughs> exactly. What's wrong with that? Because uh, I, I, you and I, again, I mean, I've always been religious, right? Mm. But I'm like your dad, right? Like, I, faithful, religious, spiritual, but okay, I, I don't physically go to church, right? Because right. to me, I mean, church is where you make it, right? God. Right. Yeah. It's an, it's a, it's a, that was organized by people, not by God yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Well, I will get, that's all. Dude, that's a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> but you've sporadically here and there, spurts have told me you started praying or Right. Right. We've we've had our Yeah. Our our conversations on that. That's and that's why I say I'm spiritual, not religious. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um like you believe in God and the cross and all that stuff. And I believe in a higher power and um I, I believe there's something more and I people people always turn to the Bible and to me the Bible has just become this big mess of interpretation um, that it's people have made it interpret it to make it what they want to make it when it really doesn't even say when I started grad school one of the first things I did is I read the Bible back to back I read the Quran back to back um, and I learned that and then and then I took classes that are, where we actually studied you know, the Bible and, and from a historical standpoint. Yeah. And uh, you learn that 80% of the stuff that people base on religion or on the Bible is complete bullshit. Um, they've just decided to pick and choose and make things their own. Um, you know, um, like, again, you know, churches. Yeah. Never mention of a single church in the Bible. Um but yet people feel that if they go to church every Sunday, they're religious and then go out and sin. And I'm the type of person when I say I'm spiritual, meaning that um, even though I don't go to church every Sunday and I don't believe in the same God that you believe in, I do believe in being a good person right. and doing good things, right. you know, right. but that's another yeah. whole podcast. Yeah, it is. Dude. We'll be here forever. Yeah. But again, going back to what we started off in the beginning, all these experiences and again i could well, i mean we could be here all day talking about these are just some that stood out to me yeah um that I, I like to share because even when i think back to them i'm like damn that was crazy um i really firmly believe that um it all connects to something that we really don't understand and we're never meant to understand yeah i agree i agree but you know in your all's case you knocked at the door one too many times and somebody answered. Yeah. No, and that's the truth. That's the truth. As a matter of fact, um, I don't know how many years ago it was, 10, 15 years ago, 
It didn't come directly from Ben, but it came from somebody that Ben knew was telling me that Ben being Ben, uh, that he was able to, or maybe it was from him. I don't know. I haven't hung out with him in so long that every once in a while he gets a wild hair up his ass and decides that he's going to call on to it and that it does. It comes full on like it, uh, like whenever he not necessarily summons it, but gives it attention mm-hmm. that things start happening wherever he is as a result. And I believe that. I wholeheartedly yeah. believe it. Oh, yeah, I do too. I, you know, talking about it is one thing, but like getting excited, like, yeah, I want to bring it on is a yeah. totally different yeah, thing. Yeah, basically inviting it. You know what's weird? And I've never said this to you. You're going to make me mad? No, I don't No, I don't think I'll make you mad. What I started doing, and I, and I, and I kind of feel bad for it. <laughs> And this is so weird. I can't believe I'm even saying this. People are gonna be like, "What the hell?" I can't believe you. I can't believe you're keeping stuff from yeah. me. Let's start there. I don't, I've never told anybody this. I'm not just anybody, Alan. I'm the half. When I'm the half. I started years ago, and I'm talking like 20 years ago. Okay. I worked for a company, and I met this lady who. She was just like, in my opinion, and this is hard for me to say, considering my background, she was just like pure evil, like evil, like this lady just, there was something about her and she had just this aura about her. You know me, I'm a very good judge of character. I'm very good at reading people. Um, that's something that I pride myself in. I, I can tell some, a lot about a person just in two minutes of meeting them, but there was just something about this lady that I felt was just evil about her i don't know what it was but whenever i felt after i met her whenever i felt um it was coming back or it was coming around i started to project it like my in my mind like you know what leave me alone go to her you cursed somebody (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh shit and to this day i felt i felt like by kind of pushing it on to somebody else who i don't know i i don't know maybe she wasn't evil maybe now she's tormented Dude, but right <laughs> right but yeah i and i've still to this day anytime um i do feel a hint of anything i just automatically envision her and kind of like mentally push you it on me remember that lady 20 yeah, years ago exactly. that way and i know people that don't understand this stuff would be like what the hell are you talking about you're nuts no it's it's a real thing and it um, even if it's just like mental, it made me feel better, whatever. Yeah. But, um, but anyways, going back to what I was saying is that like, there's some people that invite it. And I really do believe that when you invite something on, it does, especially no. this. Yes. Yes. It will, uh, it'll be like, okay. So I tell everybody, dude, it's one of my favorite sayings. You knock on the devil's door enough. He's bound to answer. Yeah. And I say that with everything. Yeah. It just happens to be, in this case, the devil really does have something. Well, to I really think that he's the one outside with the blower. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to let you guys talk about me like that. I'm going to interrupt I can't go in podcast. That, exactly. I cannot go in that house, so I'm going to be out here with the blower. <laughs> Interrupting. Now you guys have all this weird noise in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah, I mean, you know, anybody that's here in town, if you ever see me around and... 
you I, I love sharing these stories, so I'll gladly talk about I, these I stories. I think you're, you're starting to make people not want to be around you. <laughs> well, no, actually, what's crazy is so we went out. The only reason we went out was because it was Daniela's birthday on Friday. And I had like six or seven people come up to me and say, I can't wait for your next episode. Because they were so... Uh, oh, see, look, he turned it off. He was like... He's like, damn it, they caught on to me. <laughs> bastards. <laughs> They were so intrigued by the last one that they were like, I can't wait. So wait till Monday. I'm telling you, we got it when Eric's here. Oh, yeah. We got to put spooky music in the background real low. I'm excited about that because even as his brother, even having experienced it with him, I have not spoken to him about it in a long freaking time. And when we have, it's been very short and sporadic. Um, So I am very, very interested to hear what he's going to say. I wonder if he doesn't want to talk or he doesn't talk about it because he just doesn't want to call it to light again probably not huh? i know Eric, he's scared of it he, he wants he wants to be all tough and macho and all that and i know he is oh, he's so cute the day that things really hit the fan i'd never seen him scared in my life until that day well actually the only time i had seen him scared before that was uh when <laughs> You know, we weren't growing up. We weren't allowed to watch horror movies, right? So when we were, we, I was like twelve years old, and whatever reason, Exorcist was on, Ugh. and I was watching it, and I didn't know he was in his room watching it. I turned on the lights, and then I went over like on a commercial to his room. He had the lights on. He was scared, and he was like, "You want to watch it with me?" And I was like, "Yeah." So we watched it together with the lights on, and I don't think we slept that whole night. We were just terrified. So that was the first time I ever saw Eric scared. The second time was when yeah. the shit hit the fan with this what we're talking don't about. even bring up the exorcist dude <laughs> that experience that i experienced with you you mm-hmm. remember that no we were at the beachcomber house mm-hmm. i was 19 we were 19 i had never seen this movie oh right and you, you oh, convinced yeah, yeah. me to watch it yeah and i was like dude <laughs> okay it's 10 o'clock are you gonna take me home and you're like yeah yeah i'll take you home now a little backstory paul and i lived three blocks from one another yeah at this time my dad still lives where he's at right now right but we're three blocks from each other so i said all right i'm gonna do it but you're you're taking me home yeah yeah yeah. i'll take you we watched the movie i'm scared as shit right <laughs> i'm watching the exorcist i'm in the house of the devil literally <laughs> okay i i got everything against me at this point the movie's over and i'm like dude fuck i'm not gonna sleep and I was like, all right, let's go. And you're like, hey, man, I can't take you. And I was like, ha, ha, let's go. No, seriously, I'm not going to take you. What the fuck? What do you mean you're not going to take me? You're like, dude, just go. It's three blocks. And I'm like, Paul, it's two in the morning or whatever time it was. You want me to walk home after I just watched this by myself? And you're like, look, I'll walk you three houses down. It's like, what? <laughs> so for whatever reason, you were dead set not going to walk me home. I said, this motherfucker right here played me. I said, all right. Walk me as far as you can. And as soon as soon as you, you said, started running. As as, yeah, you said, all right, I'm done. I sprinted. I hauled ass, dude. I remember that. I made it home quick. Well, there's more to this story. I get inside. Dude, make the sign of the cross. And I'm like, all right, I made it home. So I get into my room and my brother, my twin brother's in his bed. I look at my bed. I look at Gussie and I'm like, hey, scoot over. And he goes, get the fuck out of here, you faggot. And I was like, I was like, Gus, scoot over. He's like, dude, quit being gay. No, I said, Gus. Please let me sleep with you. Why? I said, I just watched The Exorcist. And without skipping a beat, he goes, all right, get in. <laughs> <laughs> so I slept with my brother that night. Had to walk home. Yeah. Sleep with my brother. Yeah. Man. 
That's that hilarious. was like one of the worst experiences of my life. And now, oddly enough, it's one of my favorite movies to this very day. Really? Yeah. Wow. Don't you do a tattoo? No, Eric does. Yeah, Eric has it. Yeah, of course. You know what's so funny about that movie, though? Real quick, I know we, we ran over time. Um, that movie has really lost its its appeal. It's lost its luster in terms of um, the fear factor. Right. Our Our generation was heavily religious right religion was kind of pushed on us you went to catholic school and just even our our our, our, our generation in general mm-hmm. there was a lot more religion going on right now there's not people you know you got all these activists and whatnot trying to dispel everything so there's not that religious factor anymore right so what i'm getting at is i let my daughter watch that movie a few years ago right and i said all right mama you can sit next to me hold my hand whatever dude i shit you not as soon as that movie was over, she looks at me and she goes, that's it. <laughs> she got boring. And she walked out. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, what? I'm scared right now. What do you mean? Yeah. This is yeah. the hundredth time I've seen this movie and I'm scared. I, I see an image of that movie and it scares me. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think it's twofold though. I think it's number one, that was the first horror movie I ever saw. Number two... When we get to the end of this, or not the end, but the semi end of this story, yeah. it really connects right. directly to me. The thing about with it's like I tell I told Adeline, and I'm telling Aiden, who's my son. Um, my wife and I, right, we're different in that sense. She non-believer, I'm a believer, so we kind of butted heads on how we wanted to raise our kids, right? Yeah. And me, of course, I want them to know. Right. She's like, why? do that so we agreed to let them find their own path right and i told my daughter i said the reason why you're not scared is because you don't fully know the story right religion and the devil and right what that's it all point. entails yeah yeah uh-huh. i said that's why you're not scared i right. said if i raised you the way i was raised and i taught you to believe how i believe you'd be scared shitless right now my man right you know so yeah that's actually a very good point yeah it makes a lot of sense yeah huh all right so on that note, we are done. Sorry, we went a little over, no, but no, these that's are. Okay. I have apologizing feeling... to you. I love talking to you. I'm I, apologizing to the audience. No, I'm saying it's okay. They because my the feedback I've gotten is like I wish it was longer. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that's not what she said. Um. So, um. I'm excited, though. I, yes. th- I honestly think when we bring in Eric, that one will probably be like a two-hour Yeah, run. so those of you who are listening and who um, are anxiously waiting or who enjoys these, Monday is going to be the... Well, for us, it'll be Monday. I probably won't post it till like, oh, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, unfortunately, <laughs> they've yeah. got to wait a little bit longer. Well, next, let's just say next week, yeah. before Halloween, the grand finale, right. the build-up, the climax. Actually, I'm going to post it on the 30th. Yeah, the climax will be here. The devil incarnate will be right next to us. Yep, and then all of a sudden, all of the a shit s- hits the fan dude, in he's here. Gonna, he's gonna start speaking in tongues and all sorts of weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick will appear and be uh, like, "I've been waiting. It's uh, me all along." Oh done, man, uh, imagine that! Don't say that. Why would you say that? <laughs> I'm out. I'm the one that's gonna be home alone now when you leave. Yeah, good point. Yeah, <laughs> brought it on yourself, buddy. Guess what, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray and be just fine. <laughs> oh, you're going to get the greet out there the, with the uh, the blower. Oh, yeah. He's going to be like, <laughs> he's just going to nod at you. and uh-huh. Don't worry, I'm just waiting outside here. 
Yeah. Give me that stare. <laughs> See you later. Bye. <laughs> oh, man. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Um, again, next week will be the the episode, mm-hmm. I guess. Everything yeah. that we've been talking about these past couple of episodes will now be put into full perspective, full clarity, yeah. beginning to end. I hope. Eric, you better you better come through. Well, if not, I tell you what. Well, there's nothing I could do because I love him and we no, are I mean, like, together. I want him to lay it all out there. Yo, oh, I thought you meant he better show up. No, he'll show up. Oh. I just want him to. I don't want him to. Oh, hold. crap. I got to buy him some white claws because I want him real warmed <laughs> up and saucy for this one. <laughs> he'll appreciate that. Yeah. I forget, What flavor does he like, though? I think he doesn't care. I think he gets those little, the pack that's got like the mixture. The mixtures, yeah. 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 The okay. mong- Mongo ones. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Till next time. See you later. Bye. Bye.